my community is very family oriented, I would say. There's a lot of fam- little families here. Um, there's a lot of support in Chicago. I love uh, that's why I've been here for so long. <laughs> there's a lot of support. Um, people look out for you, like so you can kind of trust that if you're like I've actually had an incident where my son got out the house when he was two, and the neighbors grabbed him and kept him safe. I was at work, and this was before, obviously, um, but he was staying with my father for the day, and someone had left the screen door open, and so he just pushed it open and got out the house, (laughs) and my neighbors grabbed him because they saw him, and they recognized him, and they're like, what are you doing out the house? And so (laughs) he was able to be pretty much brought back home, which was obviously a, a nice relief for mom, but it, it just really reinforced for me, like the fact that there are people that are there to to help you, even when you don't think you have the help too. sometimes. So it was a really great experience for me in that way. That is that's so great. And so terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yes. At the same time. <laughs> oh my yes. What are three words you would use to describe your life at the moment? Um, three words that would describe my life at the moment. I would say changing. I'm getting ready to shift into moving um, out of state. So that's a change for us as a family. Um, Let's see. Adaptable. There's a lot of adaptation that's happening for us. And I guess organized. I'm I'm really reorganizing everything in my family at the moment. So yeah. So tell me, let's explore these a little bit more. So tell me about um, changing. I guess so. You're leaving. You're leaving the state. Yes. Yeah. And you've (laughs) yes. So it's a it's a big change for myself as well as obviously for my children because this has been their forever home for as long as they've known. So it's for us. I feel like as a family, we're ready for a change. And so I'm like taking the steps to do that. And I'm, I'm making myself aware and I'm communicating with my children every day about it. You know, each day we know we're getting a little bit closer to our move. And so we're trying to find ways to change everything around us. But slowly, I understand change is, change is hard. I'm an adult and change is hard. So change for a child is 10 times harder because it's how do I understand what you're saying to me and really understand it. So I've tried to take small steps with our family as um, like trying to minimize the stuff that we're taking with us. So we've gone through and we've started to reevaluate, okay, well, what do we really like and what do we think we don't like? And so I sit down with my four-year-old because let's sit down with these things and you like this, but do you like this more than this? You know, you love Spider-Man. Would you choose a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle over a Spider-Man shirt, you know? Ooh, and so, <laughs> yes. So, so what was the decision? Oh, yeah, your Spider-Man one. Okay. So. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, part of the transition for all of us, because it's it's a change for all of us, I've just kind of reinforced with him, well, you know, we're not getting rid of things because we don't love those things. Oh, we love those things so much, but it's more of me communicating with him and helping him understand that. I'm like, we're just making room for new things. So I'm like, so when we, when we let go of things, then we're going to be able to put new things there later. You know, we're going to let go of this. And then I'm like, what we can, when we give this away, someone else can have it. And see, now you're, you're allowing some other little kid who maybe loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to have this awesome shirt. And guess what? It was your shirt. And now you made him happy because he got it. So it's a lot of just 
I guess grounding myself and realizing that we're all inside little children and we, we kind of need to be talked to in a way that supports us and makes us feel happy about the things we're doing. Cause change is scary. And it, it's something that I want him to be comfortable with as he's getting older and knowing that things will not always be the same. So I want him to be comfortable with the idea that when things change, it's not always bad. Sometimes change is really good for you and you should be excited that something is changing because it means that there's something new on the other side and that, and I, I really want that to be something that we hold on to as a family. That's great. What, yeah, sticking to this like change theme, what yeah. have been sort of some really positive changes for you as well as some more challenging changes for you? Okay, so uh, a more positive change lately has been um, the relationship between my son and my daughter. Um, when we were first, uh, I guess, adjusting to baby in the family, he, he was not taking that well. And I understand I'm the oldest of, well, I'm the second oldest of eight kids. So I get it. <laughs> I completely understand. It's like another baby, what's happening? But so their relationship is just so beautiful. And it's, it's very different for me because uh, although I do have an older brother, me and him just did not have a very close relationship as children. And so <clears throat> seeing it through my children is kind of like something new for me as well, because my son adores his sister. When she first got here, his thing was, well, mommy, I don't feel like you have enough time for me. And mommy, I don't feel like anyone loves me. And that's what he would constantly say. And that, of course, as a mom, that broke my heart. I'm like, what? What are ways, you know, like thinking about your own upbringing and then how you're raising your children? Are there yes. similarities? To uh, there are some similarities and there are definitely some differences. Um, my mother uh, died when I was 12. So having my mom there for the majority, well, not the majority, but the majority of my childhood, at least, that was a very big piece of why. One second. Out. Thank you. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, having her there from my childhood as the eldest, I remember more about my mom than my other siblings do because they were much younger when she died. So my mom so was hard. Yes, it, it was, a again, an adjustment. And so for our family, um, she was very calm. Like my mom was the person that would say like, if you told me there are green aliens in your closet, I'm coming with a baseball bat and we're getting rid of those green aliens in the closet. <laughs> okay. So she was very supportive of the fact that like children are children and let them be children. Like it's, they should not have to be adults. They're not adults, they're children. So a part of that really stuck like that was something that I was like when I'm a mom I'm gonna be like that because that was awesome you know mom listen she cared she understood she if you were hurting she was hurting she could feel it you know she was very empathic in that way so it really it really brought it in for us as children to like wow like yeah I want to be that parent I want to I want to be the listening parent I want to be the the parent that you can talk to I don't want to be the parent that you're afraid of mm -hmm. I don't want to be the parent that you you know, you're like, oh, I dread that parent all the time because I'm like, that's not really good for the relationship between the parent and the child because if the child is scared of you. It, it doesn't matter what's happening. They could be really in trouble. They're not going to go to you because they're afraid of what the consequence might be. Children are not doing things because they're trying to misbehave. They're doing things because they're trying to understand. And if you're not, if you're trying to, you know, treat them like an adult, 
who should be able to function and understand these things, it's not going to work. They're, they don't have the ability to do that yet. And so that really helped having my mom like that. My dad was the opposite. He's very uh, authoritarian, very, you got to do what I say, when I say it, how I say it. And there's no questions. So you, so you live with him. Is, is he still the same way? Oh, he has changed so much now. But definitely when we were kids, it was like, a, this is a no-go. You don't yeah. say certain things. You don't do certain things. It's like children are meant to be seen, not heard. And that was understood. So and, and shifting from having that very, I guess, calm, supportive environment to a more like, okay, strict rules. This is how we do it. This is do this. You have to do that. It changed a lot because for my siblings and I, once we switched and moved with my dad, it was like, whoa, culture shock, you know? And so as the eldest, I just naturally stepped into the role of mom because I had to, like, there was no real, there was no option for me. I had to remind my siblings what it was like to be like with mom because she was not there and she couldn't do that job anymore. Mm -hmm. So. And what are the differences you would say to how you're raising uh, your kids? Oh, definitely. I am trying to be way more supportive than like my father. So, um, there are parts like I do believe there are some things that, okay, we do need to have a little bit more structure, a little bit more order, but I am, I guess a little bit more relaxed in it because I understand that I do care more about how they are emotionally rather than did he, did he color that line in perfectly? No, you know that he'll get there. Like he's, he's four, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to expect a four-year-old to be Picasso. He's not Picasso. So I'm going to let him be himself. And, um, in an amazing way because so many people have been, I guess, attacked as children and it wasn't intentional. The parents were doing the best that they understood and they were trying, they were just doing what they saw. And so it's like, I want to change that because I want my children to understand that it's okay to not do what you saw someone else do. You don't always have to follow. Sometimes it's good to be a leader and to make a change where change is needed because. Why are you guys moving? Um, well, my sister moved to Tennessee and she's, she's also a single mom. So she went down there to pretty much just change some, some things for herself. She did not feel like herself anymore. She kind of like called me and she was like, I love it out here. And I think it'll be a good start for you and the kids too. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I would have to be very well prepared before I do that. Cause you're asking me to uproot my kids like you know well you know just give it some thought and you know you can you can start getting yourself prepared before you get here and I'll get everything set up here before you get here and we'll just make it work we'll transition it in and give it time to work things out and so I'm like I like the idea and as much as I love living with my father I agree with my sister I do want the change and I'm like it's not just obviously leaving a house does not change anything but it's it's something about myself knowing that I love my father and I love his, his help and his influence, but I do want my children to see different things because he's a lot nicer, but he still, he still has that piece. And I'm like, that's something I don't want my son to ingrain in himself. You know, I, I really don't want him to think that as a man, you have to be this aggressive. That's not, that, that doesn't make you a man because I'm like, there's a lot of aggressive men who are inside little children that don't know how to deal with their emotions and I don't want my son to pick that up. A man isn't just one thing. And I don't want you to think, oh, 
that's a man because that's how, no, men can be so many different things. And like, you don't have to be overly aggressive to be a man. For me, the change, the change of us, me and my sister coming together will be, we'll have our two sons and then my daughter and us together are going to work together to kind of change that environment for them and put them somewhere where they get a fresh start and they can see like you get a fresh start. Um, and then are your kids still in touch with, I don't know, like what their father relationship is like? Are they in touch with their father or are you? Uh, my son, his, him and his father were in touch this year. It kind of changed a little bit. Um, so currently no, my daughter's father, he, he stopped, he was in the beginning and then he just stopped. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to argue with people. I'm not going to fight people. Like my thing is I tell, I tell myself and I tell my children all the time, anyone that doesn't want to be in your life, that's their choice. You have not done anything wrong. You did, you know, it's, it's not about you. It's about them. And I don't want you to internalize that. Because that's that's their conversation with God. That's not yours. That's their conversation. They'll have to answer for the things that they do and the things that they don't do. And it's not your job to try to, you know, put an understanding there for why this happened or why this didn't happen. All, all you can do is just, you know, keep keep your eye focused on where you're going and what you're doing with yourself. And, you know, work on the relationships that are there because those are the ones that, that matter. It's not always about the kids. Yes. So, although it does feel like it, but what do you do for me time? Uh, For myself, I like to meditate. So that has helped a lot with like stress. I honestly will say me meditating has been amazing. If not meditation, then I'll try to also tea time. I love tea. So I will sit down and just be like, okay, grab my favorite book. We're going to sit down and we're just going to drink some tea. I don't need an hour. I'm just going to read a few pages, finish this cup of tea. And this is just time for me to just, sometimes it's a self-help book. Sometimes it's a a nice little novel. And I'm just like, Ooh, Harry Potter. Ooh, what's going on today? So it's just, it's just little tiny things like that. Like I don't fill in this blank for me. Motherhood is amazing. I, I love being a mom. It's something I've honestly like, talks with my mom as a child I remember them and I always remember the number one thing in there and she's like what do you want to be when you grow up a mommy that's always been there that's always been a part of the plan you know that's that's something I always tell my kids is no matter what else happens around us you guys were always part of my plan so what hasn't gone according to plan I would say maybe career-wise what I thought I wanted to do career-wise versus what I actually do career-wise those changed so I always thought I was gonna be a doctor that was always my thing I'm gonna be a doctor doctor you know that's that's my thing I love being I want to help people I want to do for other people I want to take care of people and then what I ended up doing was becoming a chef and so (laughs) I'm like okay well that's not being a doctor (laughs) but I'm like but I still help people I keep their tummies filled so what would you say you're most proud of my most proud I think my strength to just pretty much get up and do it every day. I feel like people really take for granted the fact that like wake, just waking up and doing what you need to do every day is actually something that's really amazing. And you should feel great that you did it because honestly, somebody just did not wake up and want to do it. They just were like, screw this. I'm not doing it today. You know? So just being able to like, you know what? I got up 
I got my kid ready for school. <laughs> we got out the house on time. I'm feeling great. Woohoo me. You know, just taking that little bit of time to be like, yeah, those little accomplishments, they mean something. You did something today. You're, you're on track, you know, and it, it just really, it keeps pushing me to like, okay, so we're going to do it again tomorrow. Oh yeah. We're totally going to do this tomorrow. <laughs> you know? So just that, that constant ongoing reminder of like, you did it. Yeah. You got this. You got this. What would you say are your values now? Honesty. I, 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 I'm just very honest. I'm very honest with my children. I don't feel that there's a need to hide things from children. Um, because the reality is, is that we think if we, Oh, if I hide this from them, I'm sheltering them and I'm protecting them. But the reality is what our job is as parents it is to teach them how to take things and to grow from them. I want my children to be able to be placed in front of something that's uncomfortable and that they don't like and be like, okay, this makes me uncomfortable. What can I do for myself so that I can adjust to this? Because maybe this is something I have to do at the moment. I, I value more this, this level of just being really honest with them about the fact that sometimes things are uncomfortable. I tell them all the time, don't expect mommy to be perfect because perfection is, is, is something that is going to be very hard to live up to. And I'm like, I'm not perfect. So I, I, I have to say, I have to interrupt you because, mm -hmm. okay, you're 27. Yes. And when I was 27, I'm not 27, I'm a little older, but yes. it's, I was not this mature. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, how, how are you so mature at 27? Honestly, I've, I've really been this way my entire okay. life. Like, that's the one thing my mom, I remember as a child, my mom being like, she was like, you, I don't know where you came from, child, but <laughs> you are not of this world. I'm like, I'll take that. That's a compliment. Okay. <laughs> so I've just always been this, this very mature about it. It's, I guess I just have a, a different understanding of life. Like just from the time I was born into it, I just, I honestly, I'm, that's why I tell my kids I'm not perfect. Cause I have moments where I'm like, oh, life is just not fair. And then I just have to, you know, I'll let myself feel it. And that's really what's helped the most is like, for myself and with my children as well, that's something we really, understand. like my son will say it, I'm not having a good day today, mom. And and I tell him that's perfectly fine. If today is one of those days where you're just like, I'm just really not having a day that I feel my best or I'm doing my best, that's okay. Feel that day, have that day. Because when you constantly put off your feelings and you put off what you're going through, you actually make it worse for yourself because what's going to happen is eventually you're going to blow up. Diving into sort of the not so glamorous uh topic of just like finances and how you yes. how you sort of make it all work um now you had mentioned that you do get support from the government yes. um how long has this been going on and um me through that. uh i got it maybe my the second year of my son's life um the first few years i i refused it because i had my little mask on of like, I can do this by myself. No one's going to help me. I don't have to. And I had to sit down again with myself and be like, okay, let's knock the mask on the floor. You need help. And it's perfectly fine that you need help. There's nothing wrong with needing help. So see, there's a perfect example of the moments in my life where 
sometimes I'm not even connected to myself enough to be like, let's just be real with ourselves, okay? Are you like really strict with your budget? Yes, I budget. I really, really love budgeting. It's something I've always done. Like I've always, I'm a saver, as they would say it. I'm a person that loves to just, when I have money coming in, I'm, if it's not a necessity, I'm chucking as much as I can away because of the fact that my, my work schedule would be up, down, up, down. I would save so that I would be able to survive when I don't have the income. And so I've kind of accustomed myself to that. And so because I'm so good at knowing to like hone in and accumulate, it's changed the way I'm able to live my life. Like being able to stay home with my daughter this time with my son, I had to go back to work three months after he was born. So with my daughter, I was able to stay a little bit longer because I budgeted my money properly so that I would be able to, okay, when I get this certain amount of income coming in, I need to make sure that I pay the bills and the bills come out on this day. So being able to be like, okay, from this check, you need to put this, this in way and then cover food and then this. So it's just like taking my time, really sitting down, being realistic about how much is actually coming in versus, you know, that whole thing of like, I make 40,000 a year. Sure. Great. Sounds amazing. How much do you actually have though? How much do you actually live on a year? And I feel like that's the major part is what do I actually get at the end of the day versus what I'm making a year? Because when you're living off of what you make a year versus what you actually get a year, it's a completely different amount. You may make 40,000 a year, but you only actually get like 30,000 a year. So how are you going to live off of 30,000 versus the imaginary extra 10,000 that's not really there because you're not really getting that. So learning to just like, okay, pull it in. What, what can I do with this? Okay, let's break it down. Kids need these certain things. So having little tiny funds of like every month, put something in here because, oh, school is going to come around again. Guess what he's going to need? School clothes. He's going to need shoes. He's going to need book bags. He's going to need. So being able to pull that in. And then also uh, one of the other things I've done is um, because my sister's son is older than my son, hand-me-downs. I love hand-me-downs. I am not afraid of hand-me-downs. <laughs> I love being able to, to not only take in stuff, but then also give away stuff that I don't need so that other people can use it. Finding ways to kind of, I guess, work through the system in a way that not only helps me, but helps others because I always want to help others. Do you think there are any like misconceptions of like people who are receiving money from the government? Oh, definitely. We're lazy. Um, we don't, you know, we just, we just want to receive. We just want to receive. We're not, we're not trying to contribute. We expect someone to give us donations. And I'm like, that is so untrue. I'm like, most people on assistance are on assistance because they need it. Well, thank you so much. This thank you. Such a great <laughs> interview. I really appreciate all of your wisdom. I've learned. I've oh, thank you. <laughs> so much. Thank you for being a part of the consumer immersion today. What did you find insightful? Be sure to join the discussion on Twitter at ConsumeringPod. This podcast is brought to you by Remcal Insights, a qualitative research company for startups and private equity firms needing consumer and category intelligence basically yesterday. If you have any feedback on the podcast or want to find out how you can reach your consumer, email rachel at remcalinsights.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. See you next time on Consumering.